What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's your boy, D-Friend, to episode number six. I think it's number six of the D-Friend show, man. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and turn on post notifications every single time that I post. All that good shit like that. Make sure you go on iTunes. Make sure you go on Spotify. Make sure you go on SoundCloud. Listen to the audio version of the podcast over there. You can do that, and everything will be good in your life. Share it. Do all that great shit for your boy. But we got a lot to get into, man. We got to get into this Joshua Brown uh, murder mystery rappers reacting to it. How, we're gonna talk about all that. How I feel about that. We're getting to Drake's beef with his dad. Takashi's court date gets moved up. We're gonna talk about Ellen DeGeneres, George. It's a lot to get into in today's podcast. But before we get into that, man, let's get to the intro. So, first things first, I want to talk about Joshua Brown and his uh, his murder after testifying at the Botham John trial. And, I, and I'm going to be 100% honest about it. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat you. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. So it comes out that he gets murdered. First thoughts is police did it. They did it. Boom, boom. It's conspiracy. It's this. When, when I seen that, I was like, okay, I roll with it. I can, see how, I can see how people would say that. I can see how people would want to roll with that scenario that the police killed him. But then I thought, do, what, do I think, logically, me, do I think, the police will go out of their way to kill this young man for, and I'm looking at what they're killing him for, right? And I understand they got this police blue wall thing that they stand by each other's back. But my, do I think that the Dallas PD would risk corruption, co- risk the whole fucking house falling down, never being trustworthy, millions, it could be potentially billions of dollars in lawsuits for Amber Geiger? Would they set up a murder for this guy, for Amber Geiger? And then I was talking to my wife about it. Well, you know, people, they do that. Shit like that happens all the time. They set you up with this. They plant drugs on you. They do this and that. All right, that's cool. So I'm going to read some responses from rappers right real quick. And then I'm going to get into them finding or having three suspects in the case. So let's go to Nicki Minaj first. So Nicki Minaj went after... Both of John's family, after she heard about the murder of um, of, of Joshua Brown, Let, let's see what she said. So Nicki Minaj says, "Where is it? Where's her thing that she said?" Okay, she tweeted this. She said, "I wonder if they were hugging on him after he got off that stand. The way they were all boohoo crying, hugging on the murderer. Talk about a slap in the face. Go hug his fatherless child now. He should have let y'all suffer and mind his business. This is heartbreaking. Is that not?" some disgusting shit to say to somebody after their kid is murdered right you publicly see the brother hug the um amber geiger right because that's his forgiveness that's what he wants to do that's his shit if he wants to forgive amber geiger he could do that we live in a world we think we can dictate and do shit for oh he's on tv so in some way me and him are connected and when he does it that means we got to do it 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 directly affects me it don't fucking affect you. you shouldn't give a fuck right and now that, that that hug shit happened and then he gets killed. Now it's an attack on his family once again. Did y'all to hug his family behind it? Did you hug him? When he got, you don't know that. How you know when they didn't get off the stand they ain't hug? How you know they ain't been in constant communication for the past year? How you know they didn't even know these people? How you know they're not close? You don't know. And you a, The thing is, I don't give a fuck that she said it. It's not that she said it. It's the fact that she's a celebrity 
with a lot of power and people go to her and they listen to what she's saying. And then their, her thoughts become their thoughts and that their thoughts become their action. That's how they feel. So now there's probably millions of little niggas. Yeah. Fuck those. The family, they let the dude. That's, that's the, my problem with it. I don't care that she's it. If she wants to be a heartless, heartless person and say, he should let y'all suffer and that, that's on you because there's no way you know what they did behind the scenes. You don't even know these fucking people. And as a celebrity, you would think that you would understand that shit. But, you know, celebrities, they, 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 this is how I think it is. Like back in the day, celebrities, they say shit, but now I feel like it's like, fuck, I got to say something. I got to do something. And what's everybody, what's everybody rolling with? They're rolling with the, oh, the family's a piece of shit for hugging her. The, the family's of this, uh, let me roll with that. And it's just disgusting. Like, especially the whole, like, he should have let you guys suffer. Like two days three days ago the whole family was a victim now the whole family is a piece of shit because the brother forgave her and the dad said that he would uh, in the future maybe they could be friends because they're forgiving Nicki Minaj your brother's a pedophile and you were standing behind him the whole like so you your husband is a convicted sexual predator like what Nicki Minaj has no she can't say you, you go hug them victims over there and then do let these people worry about the fuck they got going on it's just it's just ridiculous so T.I. you know T.I. has to say something and it always seems like i got like this thing that like whenever ti says something i gotta like respond to it i gotta say somebody but like the Nicki minaj tweet this shit right here is also to me as dangerous because well, let's just read what he said so he posted this uh joshua brown 28 was assassinated in dallas assassinated right when you see assassination you don't think well i guess you could think gang relationship but mostly when i hear assassination i think government political corrupt that's what i think when i see assassination so Trouble Man 31 says, cannot allow us to just breeze by this. We are at war, people. Prepare yourselves and your children to protect us. This isn't a coincidence. Evil is at work. Satan himself is in the mix of this shit. Be aware. There, I said it. So if something happens to me, ain't no forgiveness. You motherfuckers better ride. Kings of uh, King's thoughts. Free thinkers think freely. Us or else. I, I, I'm so tired of this phrase. Free thinkers. Everybody's. That's the thought of everybody. <laughs> Everybody believes that it was set up by the Dallas PD. So that's not a free thought. You're not free thinking. You're not. It's it, that's the. When you think about it, that is the easiest thing to run to is to be like, oh, Dallas PD did it. That's not free thought. That's what everybody thinks. So now they came out and they said we got three guys in custody. One guy's in. Oh no, we don't got three guys in custody. We got one guy in custody. He's at the hospital because he got shot, and it was a drug deal gone wrong. Right. That's the. The plot of him. Now you know, I know everybody. Oh, look, now, now he's a drug dealer. Now he's this and then this poor man. And I don't want to, and I don't want to never shit on this guy. Right. So recipes him and his family. This is what I'm about to bring up. Points I'm about to bring up isn't to shit on him because I'm not of the belief that everybody who's ever dealt drugs, who deals drugs is a piece of shit person. I understand that some, some aspects of people's life, people got to do what the fuck they got to do to get money. Especially in his case, because when they reveal what he was selling, marijuana, THC pills, shit like that. Nigga, that shit's legal in a bunch of different states. So I don't look at he's not no, oh my God, he's a he's a piece of shit criminal. He he got what he deserved. Because there's people out there that be, will believe that shit. Like, oh, he was a drug dealer. He deserved no. Nobody deserves to get killed, especially over some shit that's legal to sell in uh a couple of states around the United States. Soon probably to be the entire United States once everybody gets that shit together. But anyways, right? Oh, he's a drug dealer. He would never do that. He never the, the defense would have brought him up if he had any prior drug conventions or not the defense. The prosecution would have no, it was the yeah, the defense. They would have brought it up. The prosecution brought it up. During his trial. During his 
testimony. We 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 can listen to a little bit. We can listen to a little bit of the the conviction. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's shit. That's like, that's like, everybody stole something. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So there it is. He had a conviction of a, a controlled substance, right? And that could be weed, coke, heroin, crack, anything like that. I don't, it doesn't specifically say what it was. But he got caught with some shit like that. And you could say, maybe he just had some weed in his car. You smoke weed. And that could be true because later on in the testimony, he says that him and both of them first met because the leasing office came with the um with the noise complaining or disturbance and they both after they talked they assumed that it was because they was both smoking weed right and like I said smoking weed doesn't relate to being a twelve pound of marijuana uh, one hundred forty five THC pills whatever it is thing but it's like I feel like that to 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 to, to rile up the people and always say it's the police and we know it's the police like to like, I'm about to sound like a Republican type of person, but statistically speaking, to me, it would make more sense that the, the, the three black guys did do it. And this is my only deal with this because the thing that I don't like about shit like this is the same thing I didn't like with the, I don't know what the little girls, I don't want to get the two little girls, Not the it was, it's not the little girl that got took to Arkansas and got killed by her stepdaddy, the other little girl who was in Houston, it was a huge story because some guy just rode up on side of the, the, the mama and started shooting into that car and shot the little girl and she died. That story was hot in the beginning. You know why? Because they thought it was a white man. They were like, oh, it's a white guy. He's out here. We need to get him. But as soon as they caught the guy who did it, the guy who admitted to doing it, and he found out he was black, you know what everybody said? Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Nobody gave a fuck anymore. Media wasn't picking it up. Nobody was covering it. But in this case... They pick up three black guys, or they they suspect two, uh, pick up one because he was in the hospital uh, getting treated for his gun wound. That I guess uh, uh, whenever Joshua was trying to fight back, he shot at him. Now it's a conspiracy theory, but I can tell you for for damn sure and for certain, if it would have came out that hey, our our suspect is a forty year old white man, nobody would think it was the police. Nobody would think it was the police. They'd be like, oh yeah, it's that white man. Oh yeah, it's him. So we're in this thing of. Selective criminal acceptance, like white guy did it, we rocking with it. Fuck it, the black guy did it. Now it's a conspiracy. They, they, no, there's no way. Who drives this far from Louisiana to Texas to get weed? A lot of people do. I, I know people who drive to New Mexico to get weed. To, of course, you go to LA to get. There's people that do that, whether to sell or whether they just want a big bundle. He got the allegedly pounds. They do that. They'll go get it. Because maybe in Louisiana, they ain't got the shit. I don't know what the fuck they got in Louisiana. But in Texas, you know what I'm saying? That's a good spot from LA to Texas to Louisiana. Hey, come meet me here. Now I don't know about the whole meet me at my apartment. I don't know how the drug thing goes. I'm, I'm not a drug dealer, so I don't know the rules and regulations, but I would assume that you wouldn't do it at your apartment. So yeah, I ain't gonna lie. There are things that within it that sound fishy, but as a celebrity with a voice to just jump out there and me, we're at war. We're at this. That's no different from these niggas being like, we are at war with these immigrants. We need to do with these immigrants. We need. Uh, there's a person in T.I.'s comments. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Because people, you know what I'm saying? Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Where is it at? Look. Look at this. 
if you're watching, but I'm gonna read it if you're listening. This brother here start killing white people till they stop. This man says start killing white people until they start. What is nothing's gonna get solved here? It's always gonna be a continuous loop of this white people, this, 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 this. I just want equal opportunity things. Like, let's be outraged when it's everybody. And niggas look at that like, oh, you're bringing up black on black crown. Um, buzzword, there's reasons for that. And I get the reasons. You you kill people who are in proximity to you. Uh, poverty creates violence within communities. I get all that. But you still got to like, you still got to condemn it with the same vigor that you're con- condemning Dallas PD or if it was a, it came out that the suspect was a white man. I just want people to be fair all across the board. That's all. I, that's all. And it's sad that this thing has to be, this man's life has to be brought up into this shit. You know what I'm saying? I know it looks tricky. It looks like a co- Oh, well, he just testified against Amber Geiger. Who the fuck is Amber Geiger? I just don't, I just don't, in my mind, believe that the Dallas PD would go out of their way to commit and set this man up for Amber Geiger. A police officer, a woman who's been on the force for four years. Like, I know we could, I could, you could, somebody could come to me and easily plot it out how it happened. They could be like, oh, it was uh boom. Then there was her partner because she was in love with the partner and the partner loved her. And then he set it up with two other guys who were in the force. This is a separate entity from like maybe Dallas PD doesn't know. Maybe this is a just two a couple dirty cops playing some shit out. And that could be true. That could be factual. But to put it out there and we're at war and Nicki Minaj and they should have let them suffer because it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like you can have your beliefs. Because at the end of the day, We'll never know what the fuck happened. We'll never really know the truth. These three guys could be getting set up. They could be. We don't know. But to just automatically always assume the worst, but when it comes to your daughter, it might be this, and to just either brush it off and not care anymore, it's ridiculous, and I feel like it got to stop. So that's all I got for that. Rest in peace, Joshua Brown. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is rest in peace, Joshua Brown. His uh, his child is without a father, and the mother is without her. I don't know if they were that boyfriend, wife. I don't know if that was her husband. I don't know. But this family is without their son. Both of John's family is without their son. That's really the, the, the main story and the fucked up thing that happened without this whole entire process of this shit that's going on. So let's get into more news, man. Takashi 69, he's about to get out, man. This is a quick tidbit. So... His, his trial was set for January 24, 2020, but now it's set for December 18th, 2019. So the judge granted sentencing is rescheduled for December 18th, 2019 at 10 a.m. The party shall serve their sentencing submissions in accordance with this court's individual rules and practices in criminal cases. So ordered by Paul A. Elling, Elling, Mayer, Meyer, whatever. So. Zuglite Sky 69 is probably going to get out pretty soon. And I was watching this video of this lawyer who was talking about it. He said, most the government and 69's lawyers wouldn't be trying to accelerate the sentencing process if it didn't mean that most likely the government was going to recommend time served to the judge and that the judge was going to pretty much uh, give in to their recommendation and pretty much give them the time served that they're asking for. So it looks like he get out. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy End of the year, crazy beginning of the year, depending on how everything with 6ix9ine turns out. People are saying he's going to die. Is he going to be able to do music? Is he going to do this? We don't know. We'll see. I'm sure he's going to put out music. I don't think anybody would kill him because, like I said, in plenty of my videos, if you go out of your way to kill 6ix9ine, 
you are an idiot. You're an idiot. To go to jail life in prison for this guy is stupid. And even if you shoot him and don't kill him, he's going to tell on you. And you're going to go to prison anyways for attempted murder. If you're in New York, you're not supposed to have a gun. So let's just add, let's add a weapons charge on there. So just don't do it. Just If he's out, just don't fuck with him. Beat him up. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying do anything. Don't do anything at all. You know, just don't do anything. But if you feel inclined to do something, if that's what you feel like you got to do one-on-one, not like beat the shit out of him until he's fucking, but if you want to just scrap a little bit, you know, a little friendly tussle, not friendly, but you know, a little tussle, you can do that. So that's all I got for that. It's just, hey, he's getting out. December 18th they moved it up it was 2020 now it's now so there's this video floating around of Drake's dad talking about um, the things he does to sell records you know and Drake did respond to his dad but we're gonna listen to what his dad said about Drake portraying that he's a deadbeat dad. Let's just listen. There's a amount of time where my father wasn't around. But then, obviously, me and my pops is super cool now. This is on is Nick there, Cannon's show. Do you have to deal with any of that that stuff from, like, the upbringing of Drake and him kind of living in in uh, Toronto without you at times? We hear it in his lyrics sometimes. I, uh, I, I had a conversation with Drake about that. I have uh, always been with Drake. Mm. I talk to him, if not every day, every other day. Wow. Um, and we we really got into a deep conversation about that. Um, I said, Drake, why are you saying all of this uh, different stuff about me, man? Like, uh, uh, this is not cool. And uh, he goes, Dad. It sells records. <laughs> uh, I said, okay, well, cool. Huh? I wish my dad was that. All right, so I don't know if Drake's dad is telling the truth or not, but Drake felt a certain type of way, and he responded to his dad in the most Drake-esque type of way you could think of. So Drake said, woke up today so hurt, man. My father would say anything to anyone that's willing to listen to him. It's sad when family gets like this, but what can we really do? That's the people we are stuck with. Everybody, ever spit was the truth, and the truth is hard for some people to accept. So... It's pretty much like if you're a Drake fan, you know, like there's there's just raps and there's certain songs where Drake is just discussing, oh, my dad wasn't there. My mama was this she was this, shit like that. Right. Drake's dad goes out there, says that the only thing I feel like would offend Drake. Most people probably don't give a fuck. If you're telling the truth, the knowledge, your daddy deadbeat, whatever. The shit's relatable. A lot of people can relate to that shit. Either they never had their father in their life or their daddy was there, but he wasn't really around as much as he probably should have. And I can see how that could sell records. I feel like with Drake and him seeing his dad go out of his way to say that about him, Drake's credibility in rap is already has an asterisk on it. It already has a thing on it. Maybe some people have forgotten about it. Maybe some people don't give a fuck about it like me. But there's already that ghostwriting shit, right? So then if it's another thing like, oh, the shit Drake raps about is a lie. And we know most niggas be lying in their raps, but just for someone to say it out loud and to confirm, like, hey, he says he only does that for the sell the records. It could be another ding to his career, even though I don't think anybody really gives a fuck about the story. But and if Drake's dad is lying about it to make himself feel better, then he's a piece of shit. 
Because like Dennis, you know what you did. You know if you was there, you know if you wasn't there. You knew if mama was the only one I was around helping out Drake. You knew his uncle was the one letting him ride around in the car to get girls. You know these things. So to go on Nick Cannon's show and then try to just spread a lie, like, oh, he just, he, he calls me a deadbeat dad pretty much so he could sell records isn't the, um, probably isn't the smartest thing to do, especially when you're, you got all this OVO shit on, you got this chain on, you probably get to do whatever you want, you probably get to travel around wherever you want to on Drake's dime. So I wouldn't think that it'd be the smartest thing to oust people on air on air with and that's just the thing with family man it's like like you said you never really get to pick a family like i don't think this is as detrimental as drake's dramatic message made it seem like he made it seem like hey i was in the studio and that nigga drake was making take care and you know what the weekend wrote everything and when i was sitting there the weekend would go in there and rap some shit and then drake would go in right after him and be like like this the weekend now that would be like detrimental shit but as far as him talking about oh my dad wasn't there for me my dad didn't do this he was, uh, he was hearing his dad be like, well, that wasn't true. My son just said he says that shit to sell records. That's not detrimental. Now, he was saying, like I said, some take care of shit. The Weeknd wrote everything, wrapped everything, reference track this, and then Drake just went over there and redid it. That'd be, that'd be the effect. But this, to me, just seems like there's their relationship is already fractured. They might take pictures together. Niggas taking pictures with Drake's dad. Oh, he's famous because he's Drake's son. Blah, blah, blah. But like this, this message, to me, just looks like, He's been dealing with shit with his dad for so long, so much time. That's just like, I feel like I keep, tr- like a kid, this is how it is. A lot of times, you see that story of a lot of kids that get successful and their dad come back to their life, right? And then they try to acquiesce to their dad. They try to do everything they can because sometimes feel, kids feel inadequate to the reason why their parents was around. They feel like you wasn't around because of me. Something was wrong with me. But now that I'm successful, you'll probably want to be around me and I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll buy shit for you. I'll pay for the flights. I'll give you the clothes. I'll give you the jewelry. And then when you still probably ain't getting that reciprocal love from that parent, even though you're buying out, you thinking this will make them love me. It's a hard thing to do, but people won't talk about shit like that. But I feel like this could be a reason why the message was so like, you know, woke up so hurt and da 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 because he's constantly trying to please his dad but in their personal life and even in in in, in the face of people his dad's always constantly kind of backtracking and saying some other shit about drake not even like it's necessarily bad but shit he probably shouldn't say he might not know that he shouldn't say these things but he just does it and it always feels like drake's to in drake's opinion he's getting stabbed in the back every single time that's how I, that's how i think about it so Nothing's going to come. Maybe he'll go down on a song and be like, Dad, you knew you was a bum. You knew I was the one. Now you Whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. So let's get into this story right here. Let's get into Ellen DeGeneres because I think this is an interesting story. I, I talk about this all the time, about just being cool with people who disagree with you, whatever. So Ellen DeGeneres explains friendship with George W. Bush. We're all different. And that's okay. So let me read the story for you guys and you can see what's going on with Ellen. The the great and all powerful and almighty Ellen. So Ellen DeGeneres is spotted laughing it up with former president at a Cowboys game Sunday, but celebrity sighting received some negative attention. That's because the former president was George W. Bush, a Republican president with political views that differ from DeGeneres. She decided to address their unlikely friendship during her monologue, which was pre-recorded to air Tuesday on Ellen. She thought her message was important enough to tweet the monologue Monday ahead of the show. 
So DeGeneres started the monologue off with a bit of humor. It may not seem like a big deal for a celebrity to attend a football game, but I never leave the house. So it was a big deal. She told her studio audience DeGeneres explained that Charlotte Jones, which is the daughter of Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, invited her and her wife, Portia DeRossi, to the game. They decided to go on keeping up with the Joneses, she joked. The couple got to sit in a fancy suite because Jones owns the whole place, the host said. While in the suite, she took a video of a famous face next to her, former President George Bush. The audience laughed at DeGeneres' video from the game, showing Mr. Bush anticipating DeGeneres' camera would land on him, but not everyone was laughing. When we were invited, I was aware I'd be surrounded by people with very different views and beliefs, she said. And I am not talking about politics. I was rooting for the Packers and get this. So it's all jokey, jokey shit. And then she goes in to say, they thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? And they didn't even know I was holding the brand new iPhone 11. She, it's all joke, 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 joke shit. And then she gets serious and she says, when I say be kind, when I say be kind, I'm not talking about be kind to only people you agree with or be kind to only your family. I mean, be kind to everybody that is out there. And she received backlash and people was, Ellen, how could you hang out with him? He was against gay marriage and he's against this and he was this. He's a Republican. And she's like, hey, and I sat with the nigga. He was cool. Like, why is it a big deal? And my thing, when I seen it, I was like, man, people are really like, outraged she's sitting next to like some guy who doesn't, Maybe not agree with her. Maybe now he doesn't give a fuck about people being gay. Maybe now he doesn't give a fuck. Because you got to think, like, a lot of these people in office don't, I feel like don't, a lot of them do care, right? A lot of them have their strong beliefs and their strong morals and their vices and whatever. But a lot of times, to care enough to vote against people, they don't care. They just go off what they believe their state, their district, their city would want. Because at the end of the day, all these people want to get reelected again. They want to get their vote back. They want to be back sitting in that seat. They want the people to love them. They want to whatever they want. And maybe in his tenure in Texas, being gay wasn't the thing. So he was voting against being gay, right? So, but then I, then I thought, I was like, they're mad at Ellen DeGeneres or George Bush. But when George Bush was at the Trump inauguration and he was passing candy to Michelle Obama, Everybody thought it was so cute. Oh, George, you're crazy. Michelle, you're hanging out with George. I didn't see no outrage. Even at George Bush mama funeral, daddy funeral, one of their funerals. Did they both pass away? Yeah, one of their funerals. You see George pass Michelle a little mint again. Everybody, oh, they did it again. They're back to love between Michelle and George. Everybody loves it. Oh, my God. But for some reason, it's Ellen. Maybe because she's gay. And maybe there's like a gay marriage thing there or something like that or they're, they're all he you're sitting next to him he's the enemy he hate, he probably isn't having a great time talking to ellen it's just we live in a society where we care too much about shit that doesn't fucking matter i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry we just do and i'm not saying gay marriage and shit doesn't matter i'm talking about the fact that these two are sitting next to each other don't matter enough for people to be on twitter being outraged and calling out ellen and you're a hypocrite you're a this you're supposed to stand with the against and he's an evil republican because da, 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 trump and george bush don't even fuck with donald trump from shit i've seen i don't know behind the scenes they might be buddy buddy chummy chummy but from what i've seen he didn't really fuck the nigga i don't think they invited a nigga to the to the to the funerals of his parents you know what i'm saying or if they did they probably didn't want to but we got to stop with the politics. Like I said, every, like it, it, it's really, this is all really what it is. It's big and major voices talking to the people 
and us as the people getting enraged and enthralled and going at each other while the people that are doing the talking and putting all the shit into our head are low-key hanging out with each other. They cool. They might not agree. They might do a little mm-mm, boom, boom, hitting back and forth for TV. But behind the doors, when the doors close and cameras go off, they a little chummy, chummy. They buddy, buddy. So for us as regular people to let politics, I can see if it's like a person who's like, fuck gays, fuck blacks, fuck Muslims. I hate all of them. Go back to your... That guy don't fuck with him. But a guy who just says, I don't believe in abortion. I don't think you should have abortions. You hate women. You're a piece of shit. You're the... Relax, relax, tone it down, tone it down. Y'all, he just doesn't agree with abortion. It's fine. You can agree, he can disagree. And he doesn't have to be the evilest person on earth and vice versa. He doesn't have to say, you're a baby killer. You're a gr-. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Calm down. It's okay. Life's going life's gonna to roll on. And I remember <clears throat> when Trump first became president, I see stories coming out of people saying, I can't talk to my family anymore because they voted for Trump or my family disowned me after I did Trump or I had the best friend for 30 years and I found out he voted for Trump and we're not. Y'all niggas are giving up lifetime relationships for a part-time president. Y'all are cutting out people for a part-time president. When you, in some cases, you don't even know what, why the person voted for them. Like I said, maybe you, you own a small business. You're like, Hey, I don't want $15 minimum wage for everybody because if I had to give $15, million, 15, minimum, $15 minimum wage to all my workers, I'll go out of business. That's, that's, that's his point. I don't know about any other shit doing. I feel bad for illegal immigrants. I feel bad for this, this, and that. But for my livelihood and my family, I can't do $15 minimum wage. And if the Democrats are proposing a $15 minimum wage, I have to go against them at all costs. Because if I don't, my livelihood and my family and my best interests will be fucked up. And I, you put money over more. Hey, at some point you got to think about yourself at the end of the day, we can march for everybody. We can do everything for everybody. But if you're, if your shit ain't secure, if your house ain't secure, yo, you know, them rent bills ain't going to be paid next year. You know, your life ain't going to be this. And you know, your kids going to have food in their mouth. You got to think about yourself first. All that shit that they do and, uh, saying that whatever immigration going on or whatever they do to transgender people, whatever is horrible. It's fucked up. But some people, they just think that, Hey, I got to think about myself because if this, if my small business goes out of business because $15 minimum wage across the whole nation gets pushed and there's no cap on it. It's different. If it's a $15 minimum wage for companies that make X, Y, and Z amount of money who can afford it. Right. That's different. If you do it like that, then that's cool. You can do it like that. But it also will make it to where people don't want to work for you. Because, like, why would I work at Jerry's Furniture Store for $8.50 when I can go work at Gallery Furniture for $15 an hour? You know what I'm saying? It'll wipe out small businesses. And then all we have to look around at is major corporations or major, large, huge, private companies. That's all we have. So entrepreneurship will be stifled because people who are trying to create can't create because they can't afford to pay. It's a, it's a whole thing. Like I said, you don't know why people vote for who they vote for. There are certain reasons why people vote for who they vote for. That's all I'm saying. And Ellen should be allowed to be friends with George Bush. George Bush, even if they're not friends, even if they're just friendly with each other, they could have just been joking around. Like, it's not, she don't got a semen. You are against gay marriage? I hate you. Da-da-da. Like, that's what y'all want? Like, why do y'all want people to do that? 
Because you wouldn't even do that. Y'all seen George Bush, I'd probably kick it with him. Not all y'all, because some of y'all are crazy as fuck. Some people just be running down on people for no reason. Because they're fucking crazy. But like Peter, Peter's people Peter people are so crazy. They ran on Lil' Kim recently. And for wearing fur before, you know the shit they be doing. Like it's like, all right, come on. Nobody's y'all make everybody hate y'all. Nobody wants to listen to y'all, Peter. Everybody hates Peter, except for Peter. It's not because your message isn't great. It's not because what you're saying doesn't um make people feel it's not because what you're saying might be right there's a way to do things and whenever you see somebody at a podium or you see somebody getting out of their car and all you see is a crazy crazy peter motherfucker running down on them yelling in their face or throwing pain on them and you be like look at this fucking asshole why would i want to support anything that has your name attached to it Cause it ain't just one scenario of oh they ran up on Lil Kim shouting yelling about fur. Do the Vivica Fox a couple uh like last year they ran down on her they ran down Safari Safari don't give a fuck he wearing fur but I don't I don't saying people are crazy people are crazy so let's get into these last two things and we'll get about here man so if you didn't hear yesterday Lil Peep's mom is suing his management team for pretty much expediting his drug use and overall just causing him to die. Pretty much, because he overdosed on drugs on on his tour on the back of his tour bus, from what I read. So, Lil Peep's management denies any responsibility over the rapper. Of course, they're going to deny any responsibility for this. So, um, they are sad that he's gone, but it wasn't their fault. The world has lost numerous celebrities due to unfortunate overdoses, but in the last few years, we've seen dealers being held responsible. Three people have recently been arrested and charged in connection with the death of rapper Mac Miller, who was found dead at his Studio City, California home in 2019. Three months later, 34-year-old Colin Crow, co-founder of Vine and App HQ Trivia, was found deceased in his Manhattan apartment. A medical examiner determined that his death was caused by an accidental overdose of fentanyl-laced heroin, and six people have been arrested. So in, two, in November 2017, 21-year-old Lil Peep was discovered dead in his tour bus from a fatal mixture of fentanyl and Xanax. The young artist's mother, Liza Womack, has made claims that his management team, First Access Entertainment, not only knew about his addiction, but they supplied him with drugs. We recently reported that Womack has filed a lawsuit against the management company, accusing them of being responsible for aiding in their son's drug abuse. According to Rolling Loud, she's seeking unspecified damages. So, First Access Entertainment has issued a public statement in response to Womack's allegations. They told the blast, Lil Peep's death from an accidental drug overdose was a terrible tragedy. However, the claim that First Access Entertainment or any of its employees or Chase Ortega or anyone else under our auspices or whatever the fuck was somehow responsible for com or complicit in it or contributed to his death is categorically untrue. According to the company, they did the best they could to help the late rapper by consistently encourage people to stop abusing drugs and distance himself from the negative influence of drug users and enablers with whom he associated. So pretty much in the mom's understanding of it, they were the ones that were supplying him with drugs, pushing him to do drugs, pushing him to go out on tour. He didn't want to go on tour or he didn't want to go up a certain night. They were like, you need to go. You have to go. This is what you have to do. She said one show he did. I don't know if it was in LA. He's pretty much incoherent. He was just there like a zombie because he was so doped up on drugs. She said, I think believe she said one of her, his management team or somebody on his team supplied him with a pill bottle of pills for his birthday and a whole, a whole thing. Right. I understand where this lady's coming from. Cause if it was my son, I would be looking for someone to blame for someone to point the finger at. And now when you do see that people that are overdosing off fentanyl and off of this are being held responsible for doing it, 
three people in the Mac Miller case, and the Vine co-founder and his people, six people arrested in that. So you're looking at it like, okay, well, if we're bringing down people who are responsible for supplying the, 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 the lethal drug that killed my son, my daughter, well, then I'm going to go out to these people. And I don't know how much his mom actually knows. I don't know if she's just thinking, hey, well, these guys were around him and they're the people that are giving him drugs. So we're going to go after them. We're going to get money from them. I don't know what she's, I don't know what her mental state is. I don't know what she knows. I don't know what her son told her before he passed away. I don't know if he's like, mom on these drugs. These guys are giving me the drugs. I keep taking the drugs. Because then they, the, he's taking the drugs, right? Regardless of a nigga give me a hundred million pills, they're giving me the drugs. Now, it's different when I guess you're already an addict and people keep tr- shoving drugs down your face. Here, take this pill, this pill. If you're already an addict, of course you're going to take it. Now, if it was some like she's thinking, oh, they're making him do this, or that's a different story. But if he is an addict and you are a manager and you keep shoving drugs down this kid's throat until he dies and overdoses, you're a piece of shit and you should be held accountable. Because in a sense, you're just fueling somebody's death. Especially when that with that fentanyl shit and all that type of shit like that. But I would just assume that as a manager, you would want the best for your artist. You wouldn't want your artist out here doped up, drugged out, look crazy as hell. You wouldn't want that, right? So I then I go to the side of, would the management do that to the artist? Are there managers behind the scene that are feeding their artist drugs and drugging them up before performances and here I got the fucking even if they even if even if the even if the artist asked for it if I was the manager of an artist right I'll get you weed I might even get you a little bit of liquor before the show but to give you a million Xanax or to give you lean to give you shit that I know can kill you as a manager because as a manager you get paid predicated off this nigga get paid so if they die unless you got some kind of you got it set up to where you kind of got some royalties coming in from that nigga money or you set it up some other type of way. That 20% for future bookings, for future whatever, that shit's gone. You're done for. So I would assume that a management team would be like, you know what, Pete? The drugs you want, we're not going to give you the drugs, right? But who knows who the management team is? I don't know. It could have been homeboys. I don't know what the fuck first accident entertainment is. I don't know if that's a team that he picked up after he got on uh, He got on already or if that was a team he came into the game with and they just made their shit because, hey, we're a little peeps manager. First access management, come fuck with us. We manage the little people. I don't know what it is. So I'm sure there'll be more to be revealed in this case. This is just the very beginning. Of course, they're going to deny responsibility because they don't deny responsibility and they got to claim responsibility and they got to either give some money or some people got to get arrested. So it would make sense to me to deny all uh, wrongdoing in this case and we'll see what happens hopefully it all gets worked out hopefully there's no evidence that these guys did because if you find out that managers are stuffing pills and stuffing drugs in their artists hands and mouth knowing that these niggas are addicts you should be held accountable and you should be held responsible because people already paid the ultimate price for abusing drugs and that's with his life so recipes to him we'll see what happens maybe nothing maybe something we'll see so the last thing I want to talk about is Kim Kardashian. She's trying to use her influence in a good way, right? So the report is Kim Kardashian's support of making a murderer convict won't sway the governor. So Kim Kardashian is trying to get Brendan Dassey out of jail, which I didn't even know. I thought Brendan Dassey shit already got overturned. I thought Brendan Dassey was already out of prison. I thought Brendan Dassey was done with the whole truck thing, but I guess he's still in there. So 
It looks as, uh, as if Kim Kardashian has another inmate that she wants to be released from prison. But if the later report is correct, her celebrity status won't be of much help. The Making a Murder Netflix documentary series stunned the public, and it was so moving that after it was made available, activists began calling for the release of Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. The true crime doc followed the story of the murder of Teresa Halbach and the inevitable incarceration of the two men who were found guilty of her death. However, evidence may have suggested that one, if not both, weren't involved. At the very least, activists called for a re-examination of the case. However, both men remained behind bars. Dassey was 16 at the time of his conviction, and he has spent the last 13 years in prison. Over the years, there have been news reports that his case had been overturned. That's why I thought it was overturned, but nothing ever came to fruition. Supporters have been petitioning Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers to look into the case, including Kim, who retweeted a handwritten uh, letter from Dassey to the politician. So pretty much Kim was like, hey, uh, hey, Governor Evers, can you please read this? So TMZ claims they've spoken to a representative for Governor Evers and their office isn't providing any special treatment or consideration to Dassey's case just because Kim has reached out in support of the inmate. Although the reality star has been instrumental in helping with the freedom of dozens of prisoners, Dassey may not be one of them. Read his letter below. So the governor, the governor of uh, Wisconsin, he don't give a fuck. He, Kim Kardashian, who's that? They got to live in Wisconsin. This ain't La La Land. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Your celebrity isn't going to make me release these people. Because I feel like when you, when you overturn something, a conviction, or when you, when you overturn, I guess clemency would just be he'd get out early. It's not even a, uh, it's not even, I guess, well, yeah, that's right. Clemency, I can understand because like, all right, he'd been in there since he was 16. He was a minor. He served 13. Some places, if you're a minor, you only serve till you're 18 or you'll get like 10 years with the murder. So 13 years may be a long time for this guy, especially whenever you there are reports that go overturned or evidence is screwed, any of that type of shit. But maybe he's like, why would I release him? I believe he's a murderer. I don't believe murderers should be walking around the streets. I just don't think so. Or if I do this, it might undermine that, I forgot what county, what town that was where making the murder come from. It'll undermine their thing. People already think it's a hoax. People already think it was a sham that they got arrested in the first place. So if I grant my influence and my power over it to let this nigga out. Then I'll just be like, oh yeah, look, if he's willing to let this guy out, there's got to be something. So when you let this guy out on clemency, on Kim Kardashian's word, then I feel like that will force you to go back and re-examine Stephen Avery's case and possibly give him clemency or reach out or let him out. And I feel like the governor don't want that. She's like, I ain't doing all that. I know Kim Kardashian hooping and hollering for you. She's retuning your liver. She's at me. Hey, that might have worked down in Alabama. That might have worked in Mississippi, wherever you got the other guys released. But here in this great state of Wisconsin, I don't give a damn about your celebrity status. I don't care about none of that. So we'll see what happens there. I, making a murder shit was crazy. I didn't watch the second one, but the first one, when they had, it's, it kind of reminded me of, and I don't like to compare tragedies, but it kind of reminded me of the Central Park Five shit as far as, Brendan Dassey goes, because he was already a slow kid. He already didn't know much of shit. So y'all are sitting there telling you and your uncle did it, right? He's slow. He th- y'all telling him he's going to go home. And then go away for murder. You know what I'm saying? So it's all police coercion and all this type of shit like this. It's on video, right? You know what the fuck happened. So that's all I got for you guys. Hey, man, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you try and post notification every single time that I post. Go to SoundCloud. Go to Spotify iTunes still on that bullshit, but that'll be up eventually, hopefully. And then go check out the show there. 
Follow me on social media, Different Senior, Different Senior, on both of my platforms. There's clips up there. I like good shit like that. You can also go follow the Different Show on Instagram. That's where all the Different Show clips, all that type of shit is. News, things that I just want to talk about, and I just get it off my chest there. All that's there. So, hope you guys have a great day, man. I'll see you guys next time. It's your boy, D-Friend. Peace.